morning, everyone, and welcome to NH Media's newest and only bar, Tangents. This is your bartender, Kyle Heron, and I am joined by... Lindsay McRae. I am the lead singer of Linalia and a, an apprentice wildlife rehabber. What is up, every? <laughs> what is up, everybody? I'm Nathan. Uh, you know me as obviously the host with the most from NH Media's number one podcast, Missed Fortune. Cryptozoology. Oh, Missed Fortune. All right. You know what? Well played, sir. Aha! You thought. You thought. You thought. You win this round. <laughs> but yes, this is NH Media's newest show. Uh, if y'all watched Common Sense, Misfortune, or Cryptozoomology, or the original geek show with Nathan and I and Nick, we have a tendency to go off the rail and just talk about whatever. And I just figured that would be a fun little show to do. It'll be bi-weekly. Uh, I'm going to try to have different guests each week. So on the Sundays that there's not a common sense, there will be a uh, tangents episode. How this is going to work is very simple. If you've never heard of it before, don't feel too bad. This is the first episode. I'm going to sit here, do an opening topic, and then we're just going to talk for a while. If we stay on topic, great. If not, none of us are going to be heartbroken. Uh, if you do know how the show works because you heard me talk about it to my mom, well, fuck you, Steve. You'll never be my dad. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Some poor, guy named, some poor Steve is out there like, what did I do? Right. Like, now, I, I, I want to take a friend, moment. I'm going to send this to my friend Steven and be like, this is about you, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, clip it. Just clip it. It's like, Kyle be like, fuck you, Steve. And Steve's like, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know this guy. What did I do? He's going to be like, I don't know this guy, but I probably do know his mom, so. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so, yes. I sat down for a while trying to decide what opening topic to talk about because we could do religion, political, all that boring stuff. But here's the one I decided on. And just to clarify, Nathan and Lindsay have no idea what I'm going to ask them. But this <laughs> is going to be their raw reaction to this. And I'm excited mainly for Nathan's response because I think he'll get more of a kick out of this. But so, I want you two to picture that you're in an underground fight club. Kind of mm -hmm. like the Mortal Kombat movie, Mortal Kombat 11. Okay, I already like where this is going. It's the final fight. You play, you have one chance to put all your money down to make it big out of this fight. So, which champion are you going to choose? Remy from Ratatouille? Or Stuart Little from Stuart Little. Remy. Um, hmm. Remy. Well, let's see. I don't know. Maybe Remy, I think. Remy. Remy. Because Remy has to be the only choice because he's an actual rat. rat. Yeah, he's a rat. And rats carry a little background here from my rehabbing experience. Mm -hmm. no. Um, no. Rats carry a deadly disease called, no. I think, Pocanta virus. And if you're bitten or exposed to it, yeah, you can die from it. And um, also, if you get bitten by a rat, you have to get 
a rabies vaccination. Like you, you have to get these three massive shots in your stomach. Oh, <laughs> so I'm thinking about this. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're thinking about this the wrong oh, no. way. He's gonna sabotage that little mouse. Maybe the mouse is going down. <laughs> no, you're thinking about you're oh, you're not. Oh wait, can I cut about this? Am what? I allowed? Yeah, you can cuss. That's fine. <laughs> I just wait, shit, we can't you. cuss. <laughs> Only oh. I'm allowed to cuss. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you're thinking about this the wrong way. I like I like where you were going with it for sure, for sure. But let me just give you this. You're 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 not even taking into account Remy's number one power. His superpower, if you will. I haven't even thought about his stats. His yet. ability to control humans. Oh yeah, he does have that mind control aspect. He can just, you know, pull the hair and control. Not the to mention, not to mention, unlike Stuart, Remy has an army behind him. He has an entire he has an entire kitchen staff. He has he has his family. Like Remy Remy has got like he, he's I mean, got Stuart, the but Stuart Little, like the same argument could be made for Stuart because, you know, he could make a child army out of all the orphanage kids and like really, you know. Yeah. And child armies are, you know, historically. <laughs> <brutal. laughs> That's assuming. Lizzie and I have a little bit of experience with child, <laughs> child armies. Thanks, Chuck. We may or may not, Kyle. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Chill out, Coney. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Our experiences with child child armies involve um, the, a drow priestess, a, a spider goddess, and a severed unicorn penis. So yeah, I don't know. Like I thought we were going this already, like based off of their known abilities and all that kind of stuff. So like, we don't know if Stewart has a good relationship with the kids from the orphanage. We don't know if on his last day he walked into little Timmy's room, bit him on the uh bit him on the nipple and was like and then looked at everybody else and was like, later, fuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna die flipping everyone off. Like how shitty would it be to be like one of the kids in the orphanage and like <laughs> like this this beautiful family comes in and it's like, oh, we're looking for a child to adopt. And they adopt like the, the mouse the mouse gets adopted and all the kids are just like what the fuck <laughs> there has to be at least one kid that holds a grudge against like, I, was so I hope there is there's the, the that's the sequel that's the sequel for Stuart little right there no that's like a villain origin story for like yes. several children I'm sure that's how DC's rat catcher was created <laughs> <laughs> that's so good see, I sat here and I thought about this there's only one X aspect of this fight that Stewart would win and that would be the pre-game talking because he was raised by Dr. House and I completely <laughs> forgot House was his dad until I looked oh up the God. movie again. yeah 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 it was Hugh Laurie which is crazy yeah, oh. yeah well you know he's he's got to be sarcastic as fuck then mm -hmm. the sarcasm game is, is on point sarcasm game is good sick. but Remy was raised on the streets. He's an actual rat because Stuart, as far as we know, Stuart's always lived in the orphanage. He, yeah, he's been kept. Like that he's, motherfucker he's been, can't fight. He's been privileged compared to Remy. <laughs> Remy had to like scrap. Mm-hmm. Hey Kyle. Oh yeah. Oh, very nice, Nathan. 
I got a cupcake. Yes, Remy had to survive on the streets trying to run from hunters. And speaking of Hunter, Lindsay, do you want to talk about your song real fast? Oh my gosh, I would love to. <laughs> so um, around January of last year, I was asked to um, come out and just jam with a band here locally in Little Rock. Well, Conway, technically. Um, and at the, at the time, the band's name was uh, Solara. And they were kind of, you know, um, like a ambient metal, metalcore band. And they had lost their lead singer. They had always only had male singers. And so um, anyways, it was really funny. This is, you're gonna appreciate this. So the lead guitarist and, you know, our screamer, Lee, um, I actually met him several, several years ago in college and we've Bye, stayed, in, stayed friends ever since because we are both massive fans of R.A. Salvatore. We both read the books, like he has all the collectibles, like he keeps me updated, um, which I think they just released the Cadbury collectible doll at GameStop again, or maybe for the first time um, here recently. And he sent that to me. So, or sent me a picture of it. Um, so if you guys are into collectibles, I highly recommend that. But um, yeah, so we've stayed in touch this whole time. He asked me to come out and um, I did. And they were just like, wow, this is awesome. I thought we were just gonna hang out and play for a bit. And um, I didn't think that my voice, because I'm classically trained. I was a double major in art and music in college. Um, finished I didn't with, know that. Um, yeah, I uh, finished with a bachelor's in art. I got kind of burned out. I did the double major thing for about two and a half years. And I was like, you know what? I just need to graduate and maybe I'll come back and. I just have a few more classes left to finish my second major, but I don't know if I'm going to finish it. So I ended up finishing with an art major and then a music minor, but I um, went to school on a full vocal scholarship. And so I did, I studied opera, I was in choir, but I also did orchestra and was um, also offered an, a, a scholarship for horn at UCA, but I could only choose one. So I went with voice instead. Right. So I am classically trained as an opera singer. Um, <laughs> there's a lot you can do with that in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, <laughs> anyways, so I'm, I'm an opera singer with a, a Southern accent too, which is the funniest part of it. <laughs> uh, my voice teachers really love that about me. They beat diction into me like in all of my classes because apparently you can't sing French and German with a Southern accent. <laughs> but um so i went out auditioned well i say audition i just went out and played around and anyways had the best time it was so awesome we had a lot of fun we decided to record a few songs just for fun um because lee had this little setup in a studio and anyways the band asked me to join they're like we love the sound we think it's very unique like we haven't heard yeah. this in a while and um you know there are a couple other bands that like i'm really into that have female leads um they're a little harder like i know ginger is one of them and spirit box which i absolutely love it's another mm, spirit box influence <laughs> from um also, one of my favorite bands, Bad Omens, like I love their style and like yes. his very beautiful tenor voice. So, um, well, well opera, was, opera style and metal isn't isn't that very it's not that uncommon. And and my 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 preference is 
I love that kind of style. Uh, Nightwish within Temptation oh, yeah. uh, leaves eyes. All of the all of the, the those uh, uh, vocalists, they definitely have that opera background. Yeah, I love that too. Um, and at first, I was like, well, maybe I should utilize that. But then I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to do something a little different. So I still use like kind of my more like aria, classical trained like. Yeah. Like. I try to use a lot of. I try to tone down the um, vibrato a little bit because I wanted to. I wanted it to be a little more modern, um, and I didn't want it to be too like operatic. But I do like. I do draw from my experience and from my education a lot. Um, sometimes I have to step back and, you know, try and utilize more popular sounds, which um, isn't always, yeah. you know, what they teach in school. Um, but Anyways, we um, we ended up getting a new bass player about halfway through, and now our bass player is uh, Blake Goodwin from Fret Monkey Studios, um, and he's got a recording studio in Conway, and so we started recording with him, and he just like he blew me away with his talent, um, and he and Lee have worked so hard. It's it's crazy like how committed they are, and so. Um, we've recorded, I think, five or six songs now, and we're oh, just I like can't wait for them. mastering everything. We released Hunter. That's like our first one. That's, you know, just like really, I feel like we've kind of perfected. And anyways, we have several more that we are going to be <laughs> releasing. We've made a TikTok account, so we're starting to do content for that. Um, and we're trying to really like establish ourselves in the metal community here in Arkansas and kind of, you know, make our debut. And I'm super excited. I, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, because you know, whenever I first joined, it was just like, Oh yeah, we're just going to like jam out, you know, a few times a month. And now yeah. it's like, Oh my God, holy shit. Like this just got real. Like we're, you know, <laughs> making a CD and we're like getting merch and we're about to record our music video and we're about to start doing live performances. So I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to come to a live performance. Like, yeah, same. Like, Once it comes out, I'm going to get a ticket so and everything. <laughs> so, and I have no intentions of like, you know, a lot of people like want to become like rock stars. Like they do music because they want to be famous. Like that was, that was like the furthest thing from my mind. Like, my thing is like, hey, I love music. I have this education in it. Like, that's not being used. Um, I just want to, I just want to play music. I just want to, you know, enjoy that yeah. aspect of life. And um, anyway, so like, I just started doing it. I just said fuck it and said, yeah, let, let me join a band. And I've always well, been like, I've always been a metal uh, fan anyway. So you know, this isn't oh, like yeah. a for me, but um right now i'm trying to learn how to scream and it's uh it's been very difficult for me because like i said i'm classically trained so it's like everything is just like it's mm -hmm. like an internal struggle um right now i can't really get past the vocal fry so i feel like i sound <laughs> like a pterodactyl whenever i go in for the screen <laughs> it's horrible and like our guitarist lee he's so encouraging he's just like just keep doing it like i'll help you <laughs> and yeah. he can scream. oh my god his scream is like phenomenal you know he's just like he looks like a straight up ginger viking like he's awesome fully tatted and then he like i, I think like, from the picture i saw i think i know who you're talking about and yeah i get big viking vibes from that dude yeah yeah he's awesome like 
Yeah, his scream is awesome. And I'm just like, but that's what I want to sound like. <laughs> you know, my little soprano voice. Shoot. Have you, <laughs> have you ever listened to Arch Enemy? Um, I've heard of them. I haven't really listened to them too much. Man, uh, their vocalist, Angela, or well, she's no longer their vocalist. They actually got another vocalist, but uh, the vo- whenever I whenever I first started listening to them, uh, Angela was their vocalist. And she was she was absolutely phenomenal. She had uh, a high high range, low range, uh, all that, and um, I'll have to see if I can find it on YouTube because she had a video talking about it. And it was like had some pointers on it and stuff like that. I'll turn. Uh, I would, yeah, I would love to. Um, please do send me that information oh, because yeah. I'm at the, I'm at the point where like I will take any help that I can get. I'm even considering like, you know, starting like a vocal class or something just so I can like learn and perfect a scream. Because I don't want to, you know, I, I do love the melodic aspects of our songs, you know, and I want to maintain that, but I would like to kind of throw in that rasp every now and then. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, if you guys ever notice that your stuff is uh, peaking on Spotify, that's because I listen to Hunter mm-hmm. almost on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've got Hunter downloaded. I follow the TikTok, the Twitter. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I I'm got so notifications on Spotify. I got notifications on for Spotify. So like, if you guys post a song, I'm going to know about it. Yes. And then, uh, guys, so you no y'all, y'all don't even know how much that means to me because I mean, just like, you know, seeing how hard everybody has worked over the past year and a half. <clears throat> and then like, you know, seeing this actually come to fruition and actually produce yes. something has been so amazing. And you know how hard it is. Like, Okay, Kyle, you know how difficult it is as adults, like, to get a group of people together, like, constantly. (laughs) 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 To, like, do anything is next to impossible. And it's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, being a grown-up. And, like, all the guys have kids. Like, I'm the only one who doesn't have children. So, like, everyone has at least, like, three kids. So, in the band. No one here has any kids, right, Nathan? (laughs) Nope. So, it's just, like, you know, it's they're so dedicated and it's just been, it's been a really like, it makes me want to be even more like vigilant on like how much work I put into it. And like, just to see how hard they worked, you know? And, um, Oh, I meant to say, you know, we, whenever I, I first joined the band, we, we started off as Stellara and that was from their old band. They had a male singer. So we had to really rewrite all of the, um, melodies and everything because they were for a tenor voice. So I was just like, this isn't going to work. Like, you know, I'm an alto, but with a, you know, soprano range, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to figure something out. So Lee and I sat down several like weeks at a time, just rewriting music, you know, coming up with new lyrics that would work. And anyways, we came up with some really badass songs. and I'm super excited to share them with everybody. Oh, I so. can't wait. And. Um- I'll see if uh, Nick can put like a sample of Hunter on here somewhere because he does all the editing for us. But uh, I got it pulled up on uh, Spotify and I really want a shirt of the uh, y'all's main logo, the purple with the moon. Yes. Isn't that awesome? We commissioned this graphic design artist who is absolutely phenomenal. He does a lot of different band uh, t-shirts and merchandise and like album covers. So that's our album cover. And then Devin Castle actually did our band photos for us. 
And the way he manipulated the background and stuff, like really just um, mm -hmm. like bring out stars and kind of make it, you know. It is beautiful. Yeah, just listeners, Super just exciting. type in Hunter on Spotify. You'll find it, no problem. Because it's usually within, uh, I think it pops up right under Hunting Grounds from Ice Nine Kills when I type it in. So I you'll love find Ice it Nine like Kills. Yeah. Oh, I love them. But uh, y'all were recently played on the radio and then someone i don't remember the site did a article about y'all's and someone on their post did in the comments like they're getting heavy evanescence vibes from this and they love it so much yeah. <laughs> which is funny because i'm like oh like i mean i loved evanescence whenever i was you know in the 2000s but i'm just like <laughs> and, and of course we're from arkansas from little i'm from little yeah. rock so and I'm a, we're a female lead, so it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to compare us to Evanescence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, I want us to be kind of our own thing, you know? Like, I really want that, um, like, metalcore plus ambient melodic sounds. And I don't know. I'm, I, it's, a, it's, it's a huge honor to be compared. But at the same time, like, I, I also want to kind of break away from that and just, yeah. like, you know, be like, okay, like, this is, but this is our own kind of genre. Like, this is our own kind of, like, sound that we have that we want to like share with everybody but, oh yeah so, i yeah, like everyone, i like, like that ideology <laughs> i like that ideology i really do like um i i i agree with the the fact that you guys want to come into your own uh you don't want to be known as like a copycat of a different band you want to be recognized for your yeah. own sound and I I think that's great because there comparison is comparison's a killer. It is because like people get people get so focused on what a band sound or who a band who a band sounds just like that that it it it, it discredits what they're already doing mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly because they'll just like they'll be like oh well they did this i'm like well that's so great for them like i love right. that they did that but like you know we're our own thing you know and i want to do this so um yeah i think like especially people that don't keep up with like more modern band i don't want to say modern but like more current bands um especially with female leads like they don't have anybody else to like compare to like they don't know you know a lot of people that like were into the rock scene and you know 2003 and 4 like don't necessarily know like spirit box you know and i'm right. just like they're which we don't sound like spirit box but i do take a lot of inspiration from them because i have a lot of respect for them and like i just admire their sound and like their singer is amazing um so you know of course we're gonna get compared to evanescence yeah <laughs> but i mean and they're a badass band so you know that's that's a huge compliment but i do hope that people can also like see us for who we are and like our own unique like sound and what you know we have to offer as a band so Oh, it's like when we started the D&D show, the first thing I said was, do not compare us to Critical Role or Adventure 20 because yeah. they're their own show. We're trying to be this. Like, if you're going to come in comparing us to that and expecting us to be exactly like that, you're going to be disappointed. Um, but, yeah. If you come in just wanting to have fun and listen to a bunch of idiots tell a story, <laughs> we're I here for you. I love it. 
But um, yeah, I hope, I really would love to get started uh, with another group in the yeah. next few months. Um, I just, I know it's difficult for everyone because we're all like scattered around in different areas. And like I said, as adults, it's so hard for everyone to like get together and maintain a schedule. And the dumbest thing we ever said as a kid was, I can't wait to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, right? I do all the things I want to do. <laughs> I, I have, have so much money and I can do whatever I want. I have to pay I'll have bills. so much time. <laughs> I'll have so much time to be able to do what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being a kid running around and like falling off a, like falling off the porch, no problem. The other day I sneezed and threw out my back. I was like, oh, this is how I die. Okay. Oh my yeah. gosh. My, uh, my best friend, we were at the gym yesterday and she did a handstand and like pulled a muscle in her neck and shoulder. And today she like can't even move. She's a doctor too. So she's just like, girl, I'm, I'm like laid up with like a heating pad on my neck. Because I, I had, I had to call into work today. Uh, yeah. Because of a tooth. Oh no. Tooth pain is the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather, I would rather have like, I'd rather need stitches like on my leg than have tooth pain. Mm -hmm. That's how terrible it is. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm probably going to have to call into work tomorrow because I'm going, I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Thank God. Is it, is it something that you've had issues with in the past? It's a tooth that I knew I was eventually going to have issues with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, I hope, that you get it taken care of and it doesn't cause you any more pain because I know from experience, like how miserable yeah. that can be. I mean, if Kyle came over and cuddled with me, I think I'd probably feel yeah, a little Kyle. bit better. I was, I was just there. No, no, no. Okay, no. I was <laughs> just at his house the other day and then I was driving home and my car tried to blow up. I'm afraid to go back to his house. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, apparently my car has a uh, problem with the antifreeze like it just started pouring out so it's in the oh shop for the next couple of days oh. yeah being an adult's great oh yeah <laughs> oh I don't miss my electric scooter at all <laughs> oh. oh my gosh yeah well, um... Nathan uh I know you and Lorna have been talking back and forth about a new show. Do you want to kind of talk about it a little bit? Uh, just get the idea out there so that all the fans will bug Nick about it? Well, I don't think it would be fair to Nick for me to talk about it on this podcast before I talk to him about it. So why not? I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Nick, this uh, is my idea pitch. Hang on. Um, for Lindsay and for our listeners that don't haven't listened to our other show, Nick is the big boss. He's the one, he's the NH of NH Media. He does all the editing. Uh, he was going to be on today's episode, but he is doing an accounting final for school. So, best of luck, Nick. We're rooting oh, for you. Yeah. Good luck, Nick. And then uh, absolutely, our, our other friend Lorna, who drew or uh, Nathan's about to talk about, was going to be here. But she starts a new job tomorrow, so she's out with some friends doing a uh, girls' awesome. night. Mm -hmm. So right, go ahead, Nathan. So uh, 
the the idea is I I had something for this. I really did. And then I put you on the spot. You did. <laughs> you did put me on the spot. You absolutely did. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. We're gonna try this again. We're gonna try this again. Shake it off. Shake it off. <clears throat> That's like me all the time. I swear. Like people will ask me something very specific, and I'll be like, I have had no thoughts ever. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> I have two brain cells to rub together. <laughs> Nathan and everyone else has Facebook messages of me talking to them, saying something, and then it gets quiet for a second, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with this. I, I've completely <laughs> lost the thought. <laughs> all right, all right. I got it, 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 I got it. I'm ready. All right, let's hear it, Boo. Boom! 2006. Big baggy pants with chains, black t-shirts, nail polish, guy liner, and way too much hairspray. Your hosts, Nathan and Lorna, do a deep dive into the past presence and future of alternative culture the evolution of the emo revolution has begun will you be around to hear about it or are you just gonna be another square we're gonna be talking about the music the fashion the attitude everything gonna be talking talking experiences of course being all, I, I mean me and me and Lorna are are what are commonly referred to now as elder emos so we're we're going to be we're going to be discussing what it was like to be you know part of it then you know uh and, and talking about you know the 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 alternative culture today you know we've got e-boys and <laughs> like e i could really contribute to that talk for sure. oh oh <laughs> uh, we, we 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 have we have been we have discussed bringing a lot of people in on it uh lindsay obviously you would have to go uh gonna bring Brittany in on it tiff uh jeremy um i mean just i'm like, waiting for kyle <laughs> kyle no. you're not invited no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding, Kyle. Because it's high were... school all over again. No, no. If I remember, you had a steampunk phase, didn't you? No, I, I didn't get into because I'm, I fully embraced my goth lifestyle, but I didn't get into that until probably near the end of high school. Like when I was in high school, I was just the quiet kid who carried, who had like six books in his backpack to read at any given moment. And then after high school, and I started getting around people like Nathan, Lorna, Lindsay, people I was actually comfortable with. That's when I started getting into the more goth lifestyle and being like, all right, you know what? I, I think I found where I belong. You found your you found your group of misfits. Yeah. I was I was all over the place because I was I was super emo. I had the black hair. Well, when my parents finally let me dye my hair black, they wouldn't let me do any unnatural color. So black it was. Um, and then I had like the straight across bangs and like I, my shortest layer was probably three inches long and then it was real long in the bottom. So it was like the spiked up. I, I have to show pictures. It's insane. It was like super <laughs> spiked up on top. Like I would wear the hair bows and then I got into the scene phase, but no one else at my school was into scene. So like, and I didn't have internet. I would have to go to a friend's house to use their internet to use my MySpace. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, MySpace. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so like I would have to, 
use their internet to, so I could use MySpace and um, like basically fangirl over all of the like MySpace scene kids who I wanted to be like so bad. And then by the time I went to college, I was like, yes, I can fully express myself as like this like scene kid. Well, no one, they was kind of like fading out by then. Cause that was like 2008, nine. So it wasn't really popular in, at college. And by that time, like I had already gotten into my full blown weed phase. So, <laughs> and I lived in the international apartments too. So half of my roommates were from Japan and they just like, they loved me. Like I was invited to like the Japanese, uh, like the Sakura festival. And they even asked me to like walk in their fashion show and everything. Like I, as bad as it sounds, like I was appropriating all kinds of culture, but they just loved me. They're like, Lindsay. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, like all of my friends were from different countries in Asia in college. Like I was just like, it was, it was pretty cool. So I went through like three different phases <laughs> and then I um, became a boring adult afterwards. So. Yeah, my, my three big phases were good, good Christian Kyle, which if you've seen my TikToks, Facebooks, that, that Kyle died a long time ago. Uh, nerdy, geeky, goth Kyle, and then boring adult Kyle. That's been... I don't think, I mean, definitely adult Kyle, but I would not say boring at all. Definitely oh. entertaining. Oh. <laughs> Best sense of humor ever, so. But yeah, I am. Um... I love that you guys are doing this podcast. It's so funny because like I'm obsessed with TikTok. I know like I'm the elder millennial <laughs> on TikTok. So cringe, but um, I feel I keep like picking fights on TikTok. It's horrible. <laughs> no, I try to I try to remain in good graces on TikTok just in case. Like I don't want to get canceled too soon, you know. <laughs> um, but now like there's like this like subculture of what I think is emo but now it's called e-girl e-boy mm -hmm. um, it's and, it's it's emo it is still emo but it's just yeah, under it a different name it's, it's fashionable swanky emo it's like they're all beautiful like they didn't have to like go through getting bullied and like um being like back in my day we only had jock uh cheerleaders nerds goth now there's subcategory there's subclasses oh it's like dnd &D in real life well, it's Which like, it's like what me and Lorna were talking about whenever I threw the, whenever I threw the idea of this, this uh, podcast anyway, that's one of the big discussions we want to talk about is the fact that we walked so, so they could run. We went oh, through yeah. the bullying. We went through the bullying. We went through the hell, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Which just, honestly, just so the kids these days, you know, could, could, could. Like be themselves part of me is a little jealous because i'm like oh my god like how cool would it be to experience like watching anime on netflix as a kid instead of like having to watch like three different video like low quality videos on youtube <laughs> <laughs> part this, like, one here and then your like your computer might know, get a virus if you watch yeah, the second like, part but you gotta know how it goes like, and how cool is it to like get to express yourself without being just like absolutely bullied? Like, I mean, I was bullied as a teenager and it wasn't like, it was more so in middle school and like junior high, like high school, it was, you know, I didn't receive as much 
um, except from like a few girls that just didn't like me. Oh, um, I can just think about it, man. Like imagine but, if I was a furry back then in high school. Uh, you're a furry? Shh. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> imagine be imagine being of a furry. <laughs> but um, I am glad that they get to experience this, like, and actually enjoy it, you know, and like yeah. not have to be ashamed of like they like being into you know these little subculture hobbies and like fashions because I remember I was obsessed with it and you couldn't find it anywhere, like it wasn't accessible to someone who lived in you know small town southeast Arkansas, and it sure wasn't accepted, you know, like. I remember like getting in trouble for talking about Harry Potter at like church mm -hmm. camp. <laughs> so like, I, mean, I I got so lucky. Like I absolutely love my parents, my mom and dad. They did not care what we got into as long as we were happy and it wasn't something um, dangerous. So like Harry Potter, I I remember being a little bitty kid with uh, watching Beavis and Butthead with my dad and older brother. But That's then, exactly how my parents were. Yeah, and then I'd go to my friend's house and we would talk about, we'd have to go outside in the woods to talk about Harry Potter and stuff because that's witchcraft and none of that's allowed in the house. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It's a book. Yeah, that's like, so like, I mean, my I was very lucky too because my parents were so supportive. Like even now, you know, mm -hmm. I'm 32 now. And like my parents, like I sent them, um, like a copy of our song and they showed everybody at their jobs. They're just like, look, like they're so excited. And so I'm very lucky and very blessed to have such loving, like supportive parents. Like I was 13 whenever my dad took me to my first like rock concert. And we stand uh, supportive parents. Yeah, super <laughs> awesome. Like, and I come from a very like, you know, Southern Baptist, like Christian background, but my parents were not crazy they're like you know you need to develop your own you need to develop yeah. your own beliefs and like find your own way and i am a i'm a deconstructed christian so like i don't follow Burn. like like really you know the modern church and everything um so for me like i'm john cooper is typing john <laughs> cooper <laughs> lead singer skillet Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my God, steal it! Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole joke there, but I won't get we'll into it. them in a yeah, second. So for me, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so, it's so crazy to see that, like, like us growing up, there was so much like hate and like so much like just like red tape around liking certain subculture mm -hmm. things because of like religious reasons and like now it's not that way and so i'm like yeah. super i don't know i'm happy that the younger generations can really enjoy and like experience it in a different oh, way when D, D was under the microscope during yeah. the satanic panic oh yeah my, insane i my parent i know for a fact my parents wouldn't have cared if i had started D, &D when i was younger but I didn't get into D&D &D until like end sophomore, early junior year of high school because yeah. no one around played it. We had to, uh, my friend's boyfriend who was in the military at the time, he had to show us how it was played because no one around us had it. It was either you never heard of it or you've heard of it and it's the devil's work. Yeah, yeah. I so didn't get into D and D until I was like seventeen years old. Um, 
let's see. I was about to say, Nathan, do you want to tell the story to, about the uh, guy who got you into it? Because it is a great story. I love this story. Oh my gosh! I want to. Oh yeah. It. Okay. So like, I was at I was at youth home, and I was a, I was a resident at youth home, and uh, my dad had some Dungeons and Dragons books, and I had brought them with me, but I didn't know anything about it. And one of the guys that worked there uh, came in, and he freaked out whenever he saw me with the books, and like, so he went to his house, and he got like character sheets and dice and all this kind of stuff and he sat down he sat down and he was my he introduced me to D D. he was our dungeon master and um the campaign that he put was like it was a super simple campaign a very very you know very first time player uh friendly yeah. But it was it was awesome, and it was super. It was it was a rescue mission, uh, and then the the bad uh, the the bad monster that we fought. I think it was a giant. Oh, and it was awesome. Like I played. Uh, I was really big in Lord of the Rings, so I played a halfling because you know we can't call them hobbits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just. It was awesome, and, and to this day, like, D&D holds a really special place in my heart. Uh, I'm super excited to be part of Misadvent or Misfortune. Misadventure. Well, I was, th I was thinking about something else, but yeah. I, I'm really excited about being part of Misfortune, but on top of that, um, I get to do something. I'm planning something right now, and I'm really excited I'm going to get to do it. I'm gonna be hosting a D and D session with my biological dad. Who, oh yeah, yeah, uh, and it's really cool because me and him did not have a relationship until very late in my life, and it was about a month ago. I messaged him. I was like, "How would you feel about doing a D and D uh, campaign together?" And he was like, "I would be absolutely excited for it." So I get to do this, and even though I don't like DMing, I'm going to DM it. But I am just over the moon excited about this. I really am. Uh, oh, dude, that is so awesome. I'm so happy for you guys to be able to like kind of rekindle and you know reestablish a relationship yeah. and be able to do that together. That's really amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Lindsay and I have been in a campaign together <laughs> where we were. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we need to, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like people would judge us so harshly if they knew the extent of that campaign. <laughs> like, Here's how I'm going to put the campaign. Uh, it was an evil campaign. At we one point, evil. we got a child army. Uh, I started as a barbarian dragonborn, but that character died off because Terry really wanted to kill off a character, so I volunteered as tribute. <laughs> and played oh, it was all homebrew it was all homebrew and um i really like so i'm a i'm a hardcore fan of the ra salvatore series like the forgotten realm series i've read every single one like there's 50 plus books i've read them all <laughs> and um in fact like so i drew a lot of inspiration for uh for that campaign from the war of the spider queen series which was like an all evil, like the entire companions, like 
the entire group, all the heroes were all mm -hmm. evil drow and like a, you know, like demon um, drow, like hybrid. Anyways, um, so yeah, it was like the, that book series was awesome, but like the campaign itself was so much fun. We would meet <laughs> at, um, but my husband and I own a, a bar, so we'd meet in the basement of this bar in like one of the, you know, VIP sections. And it looks like a dungeon down there anyways, because it's underground. And we would just like order a couple drinks, order like a couple entree or like a couple appetizers and play for a couple hours. And it was it was really like one of my favorite things ever. Harry and had I maps. <laughs> he had this folder for everything. It was Oh, I hope Terry does another campaign. I'd love to play in another Terry Rand campaign. Yeah, I would too, honestly. I would like to play in my first Terry Rand campaign. I'm willing to bet Terry would love to have you on there, Nathan. All right. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Bradley, love him to death, our friend. In this campaign, he was, he played a monk. I don't remember what race he was. I thought he was just a, I thought he was a horny parrot the whole time. Was he? I, all I remember from Bradley's <laughs> character was him he ripping off. He changed characters. Oh yeah, he, he ripped he off a. Uh, like he ripped off a unicorn's lower area and started <laughs> using it <laughs> as like nunchuck flail. So. Yeah, a blunt weapon. <laughs> yeah. We oh were not God. the good guys of that story at all. It was all. horrible. Like uh, there was sometimes I would leave. And I'd be like, man, I hope that those, I hope the other guys in the group don't think that I'm just like absolutely evil and think that this stuff is okay in real life. Because I would just be like, yes, like, you know, the the townspeople have been all enthralled. And like, we were like giving, at one point, I think I gave someone permanent brain damage and just left. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you should play, Lindsay, you should play Quiplash with us. wanted an evil campaign. Lindsay, you should play Quiplash with us. Yeah. Oh my god. But, okay, you'd have to show me how. It sounds fun. It's uh part of Jackbox games. All all she would need is I'm the so room down. code and uh then she'd be able to jump on, which we could do that on with me still. Like we all don't have to be together to play it. You would just have to send us a room code at some okay. point. We can get like Lorna and some people together. Yeah. Oh my god, do that on a podcast? Yes. Oh, I would That's love so that. Fun. <laughs> I um, it's funny because I actually got into D and D, so I got into the lore back in like 2000. No, I think it was 1998. I'm gonna date myself here. Oh, uh, fun fact! That's when Devin was born. <laughs> I'm so uh, old. Now yeah, I so feel I started, old. Oh my I started God. reading D&D lore, like, like the Forgotten Realms books back in 1998. My mom, I grew up in such a small town, my mom would drop me off at the local library and I would just see if I could find them, like if they had new books come out. And um, so that's how I got started into the books. And then I didn't play the actual game until I linked up with uh, Kyle and then another group of friends before Kyle I had started playing with um, but it was crazy because like by the time I actually played the game like sat down and played like I was like well I know like I know all the monsters and I know all the <laughs> and all like the um, the locations like I know all this stuff just because of all the books that I've read <laughs> so like I was just 
But um, it's crazy because I've actually like corresponded. Well, I say corresponded. Like I've messaged, <laughs> I've messaged Ari Salvatore <laughs> as a creepy little fan, and he has always messaged me back, and he's so polite and so nice, and I absolutely love him to death. And like, I hope one day I actually get to go meet him in person and have him sign a book for me. Like, Jason actually bought me a signed copy of one of his more recent books for my birthday. And it was like the best gift ever. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, that was like, I was like, oh my God, Jason, like you were literally the best. This is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. So like, <laughs> I cherish that copy, but yeah. So I would love to actually get together with, you know, another group and play. Um, yeah. I've been invited by a couple different groups, but I think they're a little too PG for me because I like to, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you guys are too innocent for me. <laughs> so yeah. like, like, I want to like sit here and drink Irish car bombs and play this game. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I know the first game that I played it was a homebrew and it was like a um like a marvel mashup like all the characters were marvel characters so like to me it wasn't it was okay like the group of people were nice um but it was very pg and like the girl that was dming it was like her first time dming which props to her because i can't dm like that is to me it'd be too stressful too much work <laughs> but um yeah, it was, it didn't flow quite as well, you know, as like whenever we got together, like we would just be dying laughing the whole time. <laughs> just being absolutely evil. I will be right back. Great. All right, go ahead, Nathan. But, um, but yeah, have you, have you linked up? I know that like with your podcast, you're doing um, a lot of D&D episodes. Like, is there anything that you're going to be focusing on specifically? Uh, no, right now we got the misfortune one, which our next episode is going to be on Friday the 13th. Yay. Awesome. awesome. Uh, and then uh, here at some point, hopefully in the, because we are a monthly game, that just yeah. makes things easier for everyone. We're going to have Lindsay on as she's already one of our confirmed guests. I've reached out to a couple of people. So once we get to that part of the story, I'll let you know ahead of time so you have a month to... <laughs> Sorry, Nathan's okay. dog jumped up and distracted me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna have Lindsay on there. And uh, yeah, Friday the 13th is our next episode. And then after that, I'll probably step away from D&D &D for a little bit because I have been playing... That's been my only tabletop game for almost 12 years now. Yeah. And I'm getting into a uh, monster of the week, uh, which is one based around like Evil Dead, Supernatural, shows like oh, that. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Supernatural. I love Monster mm -hmm. of the Week stuff. Like, I love, did you ever watch Grimm? Did you ever get into yes. that? Okay. Loved Grimm. Finished that one. Um, finished well. I say finished Supernatural. I still haven't brought myself to watch like the last few episodes just because I don't I know cried. if I can do but I know, and I'm like, I'm not I ready. cried. So I like have been putting it off. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I love that stuff. Um, well, so when I, we do the uh, Monster of the Week game, I'll let you know. And if you want to join that campaign, you're more than welcome to. Because okay. that yeah. one, that one will be very easy to play because it's on a, a different system. 
So yeah. you'll only need like two d6 dice for all your rolls. That's it. And it's a lot more role play uh, eccentric. But uh, speaking of supernatural, because I saw this a little while ago, uh, the spinoff show has apparently ra- uh, wrapped filming either today or earlier this week. I don't remember. Which is based off of uh, Sam and Dean's mom and dad, which I'm very iffy on. Yeah, I'm. So I've tried to like follow a couple of different spinoff shows um, for like shows that I loved. Yeah. And I just like, to me, it didn't have the same vibe. Like, whenever Supernatural first started, the thing that I loved so much about it was like, it really had kind of this like gritty, like almost a gritty Southern feel. Like they were going mm-hmm. to little dive bars, they were eating at diners, like, you know, they're like using stolen credit cards and they were like, it was like all of their friends were just kind of like these like, like in the <laughs> dive bar scene, like Bobby was my favorite character. Oh, I loved Bobby I so much. Bobby. Like very, you know, kind of backwards. I'm like, this like speaks to me because mm-hmm. this is how I grew up. Like I worked at a dive bar all throughout college. So like, I mean, that was like my life for several years. <laughs> so I mean, I knew a lot of Bobbies growing up, you know, and um, I really loved it. I loved kind of, it almost like, and honestly, True Blood kind of had that same feel, yes. like that Southern Gothic feel. And I'm just like, this, this is like how I grew up, like very like gritty, almost like, like for me, it was almost like a cult, like Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm feel growing up <laughs> i'm sure you can relate because we kind of grew up in the same area oh yeah but um yeah and like getting away from that was very <laughs> eye-opening but that's a topic for another time um so yeah, like watching true blood watching supernatural and just like you know them embodying that and to me like you know in the later episodes they kind of get away from that they went like, down a rabbit hole on uh, yeah. la- the later seasons <laughs> Yeah, it becomes like, you know, and I still love it. You know, you still love the characters. Like, I stayed faithful to the characters in the show. Um, wasn't always happy with the direction that they took, but, like, always loved it, so. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, do you, have you heard of the Supernatural spinoff that's coming out? I have heard... I have heard that we are getting it, but I'm going to be real here. I'm going to be that guy. I've never seen a single episode. <laughs> it is good. It is 15 seasons long, but yeah. the, uh, I will tell you this, Nathan. The start of the show was Sam and Dean having two brothers having to reunite to go find their dad because he's just kind of vanished. And then at some point, there's a crossover with Scooby-Doo. It yeah. is... It's a wild show. It is. It is like, dude, they just like, they took so many liberties too. They're just like, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and and then, like, um, they're like, and you know what? And you're going to like it. You're still going to watch it. You oh, it. yeah. <laughs> and then Nathan, a couple of people from uh, Letterkenny are in it. Like, some of the actors, like Wayne's in season two. Uh, Stewart's in one episode, one of the early seasons. I don't remember which one. But, uh, so for Nathan and our listeners, the Supernatural spinoff, the original spinoff that I really wanted was going to be Wayward Sisters. And it was about the uh, 
two daughters from the dive bar that Sam and Dean regularly went to at the uh, in like the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, but then that show got canceled and it became about Sam and Dean's parents with their mom being a secret hunter trying to hide it from their dad. Right. Honestly, I don't see, because of how the parents were shown in flashbacks of the show, I don't see the show going longer than a season, maybe two seasons at best, yeah. just because by then they're going to have to do a lot of like acrobatic jump rope yeah, I feel like they're around gonna the story they built. And that was something that kind of bugged me about the show. Like I would have to roll mod so many times just because like, so for me, good writing, like even if a character is redeemable, they are always going to have the same personality and the same kind of qualities about them. Like it's like with D&D, &D, like you're always gonna have a moral alignment and that is just mm -hmm. part of good writing. So whenever they would like constantly switch back and forth and I call it circle drama where you just kind of like nothing works out. Like this character's teaming up with that character even though that character killed this character's mom two seasons or two episodes ago, like it's just, it's kind of all over the place and like i love the shows like i loved the 100 but that was just total so circle drama instead of like oh, i i tried watching the 100 yeah, and... like, i loved like there was it had so much potential and like there were so many things about the show that i liked but instead of like i feel like there was a lot of like source material they could have pulled from but instead they just chose to like run around drama and yeah. um you know, Supernatural had a tendency to do that too, just to like add filler in. And I'm like, I feel like they could have done a lot of Monster of the Week type stuff without adding like a bunch of random stuff from the past or like with their parents that mm -hmm. just did not add up or wasn't congruent, like congruent and continual, you know, it's like, yeah. and I'm afraid that like the spinoff, like it's not gonna have that same gritty kind of, you know, dive bar feel to it and it's not like it's gonna be like okay well what about whenever you guys said this and you know mm -hmm. season six episode four like it, it's like okay I, i'm glad jensen ackles is coming back to i think he's yeah. i think he's the narrator for the show uh and he's doing the writing but sam's mom like sam and dean's mom dies in the spoilers nathan she dies in the first episode of the show when Sam is a baby. There's there's no way the show's gonna be able to go super long unless they're gonna go back to, if they wanna try to run as long as Supernatural, back to their parents being like toddlers yeah. and then trying to catch up. I just don't think it's gonna be that successful enough to do that, honestly. What are we doing? What are we doing in Point Pleasant, Dean? Well, Sammy, Bobby said he once had a relationship with Mothman, so we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Supernatural do a Mothman episode? I don't remember. I have I no idea. I don't think they did. I'm just assuming that's what Supernatural is about. It uh, kind something, of. Something, something, monster, something, something, Sam and Dean. Well, like, something, something, dad... Dean eats a piece of pie. Yeah, yeah there's something, something has, like, Satan. A family and like, <laughs> I mean, this show it was it really took some liberties. It really was. Oh my awesome. goodness! And it took some liberties. It introduced some stuff, and then like, it completely dropped some of the stuff. Like without mentioning it, like 
Another Sam, for God's for... sakes, why did I walk in on you getting pegged by La Llorona? <laughs> kind of. Another spoiler for episode one. I think uh, La, La, La Llorona was like episode one or two of these the season, or the first season, too. Yeah. Well, Sam's uh, girlfriend dies at the end of the first uh, episode. He's Dang, kind of moody. spoilers! I, I said spoiler. He's kind of moody about it for season one. Season two, and then I think from season three to 15, she's never mentioned again. Yeah, you just forget about her. Like, and then in so season surprising. 15, they do one throwaway line about her, and that's it. And well, okay, and then what draws me crazy is that was this, I can't remember what season it was, but it opens with him like living with some random chick who's like, Oh like, my god, I'm yes. Change my life. I'm gonna live a normie life. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that was <laughs> right after Dean died for the 800th time. Yeah, I'm just like, what in the world? Like, this doesn't, this isn't gonna go anywhere. Like, why would we even do this? I don't know. It was, yeah, stuff like that drives me crazy because, like, in real life, like, one character's death would affect you forever, you know? Like, yeah. And then, in real life, like, I know the Vampire Diaries was really bad about this. Like, they'd be like, oh my god, Klaus killed, you know, our friend's mom and killed my Aunt Jenna and killed this person. But we're going to team up with him and be friends with him. And like, Not my friend, Aunt Jenna. And then, like, one of the, like, one of the main characters, like, sleeps with him, you know? I'm like, dude, like, he's a terrible person. <laughs> like, <laughs> You can't just like, oh, like, sorry he killed your mom, but I've got feels for him in this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, for how real life works. Like, I love my fantasy, but I want it to feel real. Like, I yeah. want it to, I want the characters to feel like real people. Like, they're not going to forgive someone who murders your, their mother. They're not going to forget about that and team up with them like two episodes later. Right. Yeah, cancer. Like, <laughs> heart attack. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's so weird to me that there's like just like they don't stay true to like character alignment, oh. no matter like I don't know, it's weird. And I know they do it for the sake of drama, like surprise and shock, but it just makes for bad writing. It really does. It's just bad writing. There was a whole season of Supernatural where Sam and Dean just switched personalities, like not for yeah. any magic reason. It was just they decided that season. Sam was going to be the cool one, and Dean was going to be kind of nerdy. It was so weird. Oh, weird. Yeah, they did that constantly. I'm like, y'all, y'all better be glad that we love. Y'all better be glad y'all are hot, or else I yeah, wouldn't be here as invested. Yeah. And then like, oh my gosh, my husband would like come in while I would I was watching the show, and he'd be like, so which one's a demon this time? Is it demon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, demon Dean. <laughs> oh yeah. One of them's possessed by the devil. That's right. Yeah, no, this one doesn't have a soul. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a soul this time. You know, like it was always something. Nathan, any shows like that that you've watched that just oh irked you, or any spinoffs that you really thought were unnecessary? Uh, I'm trying to think because I know there's like several of them. Does it have to necessarily be a spinoff? Nope. Just if there's a show that you thought was just completely unnecessary, like I said at the start of this, if your brain comes up with something, just go ahead and start talking about it. Have, have you guys, uh, have y'all watched The Witcher on Netflix? 
No. What? Neither. No one. No one's watched no. it. No. I I have my sister's Netflix, but I'm worried to log on. We'll <laughs> we'll let Nathan do his uh, show thing real quick, and then we'll talk about Netflix real quick because they're oh, okay. they're little shady stuff. We'll we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, I don't know. I felt. There's like so many different series and stuff like that that I've actually got into. Um, but the one that I feel like kind of had like took some unnecessary turns. Um, I felt like Vampire Diaries had moments where they got super redundant. Um, like it was just like, it was like every season there was going to be like this really big bad guy or something like that. And it was always like a one-up. It was a one-up session is what it was. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> like, it was like vampires and werewolves and then hybrids and then uh, suit originals and then original originals and then hybrid originals and then like ultra mega super fucking fartastic supreme yeah. witch and, then, like, and all I this think, shit was it, they have like the travelers one set one episode or one season there's like the witches yeah i don't honestly i watched the entire series but past season four like i watched up until like after season four i just i could not bring myself to give a shit about it anymore like i watched i finished the show but like i mean and i love like the first four seasons even though they're cheesy but i mean it, you're right it was like every season was just like how can we outdo the last and then like i loved damon but you know he would just like murder innocent people all the time and then like he would and then he would be the then he would be the then he would be the good guy and then he would go back oh, to being and then like oh because he's got five seconds of feelings like we're gonna forgive him <laughs> just because he's hot <laughs> so ridiculous I'm like I, mean, I can't say crap though. I can't say crap though because I would be I would be lying if I said I wasn't Team Damon. I preferred the Damon character over uh, oh, Stefan anyway. Me too. I loved Damon, and I like I follow Ian, Ian Summerhalder on Instagram and everything. <laughs> like, I'm still a fan, but um, yeah, I'm definitely Team Damon. But there was like so many times where I'm just like stopping stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to actually get get like I'm trying to get a hold of the uh, bottle of uh, Brothers Bond bourbon. Oh my gosh, Ivan! Me too. I, I asked my husband if he could um, like the people that um, stock our bar. I was asking if he could maybe see if, like we could order it through them. Um, but anyways, I don't know if he's found it yet or not. <laughs> if he does. Uh, I actually think they do get distilled in uh, Fort Smith. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I thought they were... Are they located in Texas or am I wrong? I don't remember, but like I said, I do know that they're distilled. Uh, they do have a distillery in uh, Fort... It's up in Northwest Arkansas or something like that. Um, road trip. I mean, <laughs> honestly, honestly, so... I would do a road trip just so I could get a hold of a bottle because um, my wife loves Vampire Diaries and she would want it just because, oh my God, it's Stefan and Damon's uh, bourbon. Me, I just like alcohol, so toss it. 
Toss it. No. It's not trash. Go. It's not. It's not trash. It's. I will get. I will put it up when I'm done. Hi, Amelia. I'm on married life. <laughs> Lost my freaking train of thought. Um. You wanted to go. You would take a road trip. Go get the. Drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'd get it. I'd get it. Amelia would be like, "Oh, it's Stephanie Davids," and she'd want to keep the bottle and all this kind of stuff. But me, I, I'm I, I'm a fan of bourbon and scotch and well alcohol in general. So for me, it would just be, you know, I want to taste it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was trying to find a bottle. Like my husband's a huge fan of bourbon and whiskey. And anyway, it was like he. Uh, I was trying to find a bottle for his birthday because I always get him a bottle of liquor and then I'll buy him some cigars to go with it. For his birthday oh. and some sour candy because that's his favorite thing. Um, but anyways, I was like, I'll just get him this bottle. And anyways, I was looking everywhere for it. But I was like, I'm buying you a birthday present for me <laughs> because I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed. And like, as much as I like to hate on the Vampire Diaries, I do love that show so much. I love it's, the characters. It's one I need to watch. Uh, I, I think. My stepmom got into it for a while, and then I, I remember everyone talking about when the originals got announced, but I I didn't watch that one at all. Yeah, I um I didn't get into the originals as much as I did Vampire Diaries. I watched like the first season, and um, like I like Klaus, but he kind of gets on my nerves because he's so moody, and I'm just like, bro, you need therapy so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn to deal with your emotions. Um, and he was always like acting out and he's like a self-sabotager, like would self-sabotage constantly. And like, that gets a little frustrating to me over time. Yeah. So, um, but they do like, I actually called Covington, Georgia is where they do the tours for Vampire Diaries and the originals. And I thought about taking a road trip up there just to do the tour because I love stuff like that. So, <laughs> well, uh, Nathan's wandered off again for a second, but, uh, Another show that got very redundant, which I hate to say it because I loved this show when it first started, was CW's Arrow with Stephen Amell, and it was about the DC comic character Green Arrow. And it was it started off strong, and then every episode became a, a, a will they, won't they, between him and one of the female stars. Uh, I don't remember her name, but her character's name, Felicity. And it just, it got to a point where I was like, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. I, I want to see, I want to see people in spandex fight bad guys. I don't want high school <laughs> drama romance. Yeah, no, I feel you. Like I, and that's my biggest complaint. Like, which has, I actually, I never watched Arrow. Like my husband, he really likes, like he gets into like all the superhero um, TV shows. I've watched a couple with him. Like I watched Gotham with him. Um, Gotham was all right, but it was, yeah. it was good. like there are things about it that I absolutely love. And that's like with TV shows, like there's always aspects that I'm just like, I love the characters. I love the character design. I love the feel of the show, but the plot is so fucking weak. Mm -hmm. And I'm an avid reader. Like, I mean, I read probably 200 books a year. So like, I, are we talking about books to movie adaptations and complaining? 
Books to show, books to move. Not we yet. Like, We're oh. talking about uh, Arrow, but then we can jump on that one real quick if y'all want after uh, we finish the Arrow. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arrow, so, I watched so and then I stopped, like because of the the Alicity or whatever the fan name was when it became a high school show, and then I picked it back up for one episode when they brought John Constantine in. And then after he left, I was like, all right, I don't have to watch this anymore. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I felt that way about Walking Dead too. Yes. Like I, I was a hardcore fan up until like season not, well, hold on, season, maybe it was season seven or eight. You made um, it farther than me. And I was just like, I just don't care about this show anymore. <laughs> like, I just, oh my gosh. It was like, watching it was like pulling teeth. Like, once they introduced the garbage people, I was so <laughs> <laughs> I was, Or like, the, um, the, the people that were like, the knights on, they're in hockey armor. And like, they have this king that had a bed tire. Spoken. I don't know. And maybe- I remember maybe, my parents talking about that. <laughs> I didn't read the comics so, or the graphic novels, so like maybe it is like true to the novels, and I'm just like not giving it a chance. But I was just like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> and I tried to rewatch it. Like I really actually rewatched like but... the first, first two seasons. And I'm just like, damn, it was such a good show. Like back mm. in the first two seasons, but like I feel like. You know, I just wish like networks would understand that, hey, it's okay to end the show at three or at season three or four. Yeah. Whenever everything, the story's been told, like you can wrap it up and not every, and I know it's all about money. I know it is, but like, I'm just like, if you really cared about the story and like, you really wanted people to love the show, like give it three or four seasons max. Cause that's where most shows start to fall off is after season three or four. And you know, like, um, you don't need 20 something episodes per season. Like you can tell the story and focus on like the major things within 10 yeah. to 12 episodes. And, um, and like, then like you would have a higher budget too, to like put into mm -hmm. those 10 to 12 episodes. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like that's why I'm, I'm always frustrated whenever I see like book to movie or book to show adaptations. Cause I just know they're going to, Fuck it up. <laughs> like, yeah. I was about to say, let's jump over on that one because I know Nate, I know Nathan got excited when he thought oh, yeah, we were getting on that. Know. We'll talk about that. Uh one that I'll talk about real quick, because the movies did not last as long as they thought they were going to. Who is the guy who does a lot of the movies with Will Farrell? He was in Step Brothers, uh Talagay Knights. C. Riley. John C yeah. thank you. John C. Riley. John C. Riley did a movie based off of one of my favorite books called. I love John Say what? I love John C. Riley. Well, this movie made me mad at him, and not just him, <laughs> like the whole cast. I was pissed at this. It was called Circus de Free, and it was about this traveling uh, circus show where one kid becomes a vampire to save, like a. Uh, to save someone and it's him learning how to become a vampire in this circus show yeah and john c Riley played the main vampire for the movie and i was so excited but then they tried to combine the first three books into one movie and then mm. they changed everything about the three books and i was like i hate this, oh. this, this i was legitimately angry after watching yeah. this movie 
I've seen bits and pieces, so that movie came out. When did that movie come out? Uh, one second, I'll pull it up. I have to remember that I'm like, I'm a bit older than you guys. Uh, uh, I've got it pulled up, 2009. Okay, yeah, so like by the time it had come out, I was already kind of like, kind of moving past my, my vampire phase. So I was, I, I didn't really see, I didn't want like sit down and watch it. Um, but I heard a lot of people complain about it because they said that the books were really good. The books and, are fantastic. And yeah. if I remember right, there was 15 books and they were- Holy crap. I don't remember if I read all of them. I know I read at least up to book seven. That's the one I remember. And yeah. I, I need to go on Amazon and just like order the whole box set and reread them because they were so good. I fell in love with the world these books were building because it was like, oh, we're vamp. The kid's like, oh, uh, what's with the vampires being immortal? And he's like, oh, we're not immortal. It's just, you know, every 10 years for a human is one year for us. So we'll um, die of old age eventually. It's just going to take us longer. Yeah. Uh, and the world they were building was so good. The movie got announced. I was excited. I saw the movie. And then I, <laughs> this might have been when I started hating life. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm like done. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people felt that way about the uh, live action Avatar movie. Like, if you're a fan of the Avatar series, okay, for a, for a kids show, my I actually rewatched it a few months ago. My husband made fun of me so much. He said, "This isn't even anime; it's a kids show." And I'm like, "Hey, you listen here. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it is that okay. good." I for cried. Avatar I cried at the ending. I cried. It was so good. And, um, I didn't like, get into I Avatar have... until very late. Like, like I, Nathan, what was it? Maybe earlier last year, I finally sat down and watched Avatar. And me because, too, me too. Because I sat down, I saw the movie first and I was like, I have no desire for anything about that was, this. And then, that was exactly me. I was, I- Devin I finally God, convinced me to give it a chance. He's like, it's nothing like the movie. The movie fucked everything up. Just watch the show. Here, it's on Netflix. Dad, mom, uh, Dad and Christy have terrible internet, so it's not like you're gonna be able to play on the internet. Just sit down and watch a couple of se a couple of episodes, and I ended up binge watching the thing like I over the too. weekend. I did too. I watched it, and then I watched Legend of Korra, and I loved both of them. Like I was I like, I haven't watched Korra yet. The writing for that show is so fucking for avatar is so fucking good like i was blown away like i the world building is phenomenal i'm just like who put this who did this because they did some amazing work and i love good world building and i'm like that's why it's hard for me to watch um, movie adaptations anymore just because like i know the world building just isn't going to be there you know mm -hmm. like especially if like the book spends a lot of time on that so like, I'm like, okay, well a TV show would be better, but then you get a TV show and instead of doing the world building and, and focusing on all the things that people love about the books, it's like, oh, well let's like add in some fake drama that doesn't even fucking exist in the books. It's <laughs> Just like, to, uh... like to, make, to make the average person and not fans, because that's why they make the shows. They're like, well, we, we'll know that the fans will watch it. 
but let's just get the average person who doesn't know anything about it into it. So let's make it, let's dumb it down. I'm sorry, but like dumb it down, <laughs> make it dramatic so that other people, like the Halo TV show that came out recently. I don't I know. I haven't you guys... watched it. I've seen one scene from it and um, I was like, I'm not watching it. It's the scene where I guess Master Chief is angry at this woman. So he jumps at her and they're like, hey, shut him off. And he just kind of crashes. I'm like, oh all right, I'm, I'm done. I, I have no desire for this. Like the first episode, I was so disappointed. I almost <laughs> cried because like, I am a huge Halo fan. I grew up on Halo. I have a twin brother. Like I grew up with a bunch of um, guys that are my husband's age, like all older dudes. So like, I mean, we would have Halo parties like where this was back like system link days where everyone mm -hmm. would bring and we like link them up and everyone would bring their Xboxes and we would all play together. And so like Halo is very special to me. This has a lot of sentimental, sentimental value. And so to watch the show, like I have you no can find it somewhere online, but uh, Lindsay's done a Cortana cosplay that was amazing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, Nathan, uh, yes anything on avatar or the halo show or any or we're gonna give there you the go. spotlight for a minute what uh book movie adaptation do you want to talk about it's all it's all on you man um i'll i'll add by two cents on the avatar okay the avatar movie was really good people just need to uh quit hating on it like they do nickelback <laughs> I actually I, felt myself hurt a little bit to say that. I apologize to everybody in advance, uh, or everybody for that. No, the Avatar movie was absolutely god-awful, and, and Night Shyamalan uh, <laughs> should just, you know, never see the light of day again. You and know what? If just he ever comment. dreams of making a sequel. Go ahead, Lindsay. Just one comment, and then I'll let you have the floor. I'm sorry. So the Avatar movie was terrible, and I'm like in the same position as Kyle. Like it made me not want to watch the show until years later. But he was pretty true to what happened in the series. It was just so poorly executed, mm -hmm. so poorly executed. But I mean, like it, it was pretty true. Like in most cases, like what happened. Like he condensed it a lot, but it was it was just. Poorly done. So poorly done. Yeah. But that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Nathan. Did Nathan lose your train of thought again? No. I'm just, I'm just very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Because you brought it up, what's your actual feelings towards Nickelback? Because, uh, I know someone, if you say anything bad about Nickelback, they are going to fight you. I think Nickelback actually has really good music. Um, I'm not a really big fan of their current stuff, but I remember back in the old days uh, with uh, like the Dark Horse album or um, yeah. The Long Road. Uh, those albums were actually really good. They had some bangers and they even had a lot of uh, heavy metal elements in there. Uh, similar to uh, Stone Sour. Um, and I, I really do think that a lot of people hate on Nickelback because it's kind of a meme to do so. Yeah. But I'll give them credit where credit is due. They're actually... Um, they're, they're a phenomenal band. Like, well, phenomenal may not be the word that I, I would 
go for it, but they 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 are a they are a very good band. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like they're like the Maroon Five of rock music. I'm not a fan of them, but they know how to write hits that the general public will enjoy. Yeah, like right. they know like the chord progressions that everyone's gonna that's gonna make everyone dance. They know like the lyrics to like put in place to like make people you know jam out to. I I'm not a particular like particular fan of that style. I don't like Maroon 5 or Nickelback personally. I but I mean they're wildly successful so they must be doing something right. So yeah, like I mean I like I like some of their stuff. But they and I have to I have to speak nicely about this because I I'm too old to fight him at this age. They are Devin's favorite band. He listens to them <laughs> all the time. So I'm not allowed to say anything bad about so them because scary. Devin is big and scary and he will hurt me. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm an old man at this point. I'm I, at this point, if Devin gets mad and he wants to fight me, I'm just going to shoot him and take the prison time. It's a lot easier than trying to fight him. <laughs> but yes, Devin absolutely loves Nickelback and like they're one of, if not his favorite band. He has a whole playlist. It's called The Music of My People. And it's oh just. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, you I'm know, like, like, damn it, damn I'm it. all about letting people enjoy what they enjoy. And like, yeah, I, I make fun of them, like Nickelback itself. But like, I mean, they got more money than I do. They got yeah. more faith than I do. So, well, I mean, I can't be too judgmental <laughs> about it. But uh, I mean, well, I mean, I get hate for liking popular artists. Like, I love Billie Eilish. Love Billie Eilish. I think Everyone's she's like, talented. Like, I, I don't think I've heard anything of Billie Eilish. Like, I've um, seen some of their stuff on, like, Facebook with their... From just their fan interaction that I've seen, they seem really cool. Like, the they like their fans, but... Uh, uh, see, me, see Me in a Crown is a good music. song. Yeah, I like that one. Which one? Um, there are only a few songs that I liked out of their new movie, but, you know, I was... Like... It's so funny, like when I'm like, people will try to like school me about music. Like they're, they have a very elitist attitude. And a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Like I'll just nod and shake my head. And I'm like, I have a, I have a six figure education in music. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Unpopular opinion. Um, unpopular opinion. Nirvana is really not that good. Everybody just likes them because Kurt Cobain passed away. I that said what is- I said. Everyone's that is my exact opinion. same opinion about Heath Ledger's <laughs> Joker. The Christian Bell Batman. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I've always said this. The Christian Bell Batman movies were meh, but people talk about them in such high praise because of what happened with Heath Ledger. And don't get me wrong, I like Heath Ledger. Fucking love a Knight's Tale. That's one of my favorite movies. But oh, mine too. I love that movie. But I mean, let's be honest. If he got to be in the sequel like he was supposed to, and doing the exact same stick, people would have gotten tired of it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I personally love those. Are my favorite Batman movies. In fact, Brad, it's funny because Brad and I, I watched all the old Batman's the other night. We watched every single one of them. 
Um, and I was like, damn, I forgot how good these were. <laughs> like, I loved them as a kid. Like, I even liked the one, and Brad made fun of me because it's like, this one's so stupid. The one with Mr. Freeze and Poison <laughs> And I was just like, I even like that one. Like, we were just talking one. about that one at the uh, cookout the other night. Just yeah, uh, Jeremy brought up a good point. He's like, everyone hates on that movie because George Clooney has bat nipples. But every <laughs> Batman from the oh my god, you know nipples. what? I remember noticing that as a child. I'm like, hmm, there's nipples on that. <laughs> like, what? I don't hate the movie because of bat nipples. I hate the movie because. God, why all the freaking one-liners? <laughs> oh, like Mr. Freeze what is this a Batman like, movie or a comedy or a uh, what is this a Batman movie or a Saturday Night Live skit? <laughs> what killed off the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Oh, I love yeah, it, but, but I, I hate loved, it. I loved. I remember being a kid and being obsessed with the costuming in that movie. I thought it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, as a kid, I loved it. I mean, even now it's got sentiment. Like, like now I still love like terrible things that I loved as a child just because of, like the sentimental aspect, you know? <laughs> like, look, I know it's awful, but I'm still gonna love it. Like fucking Twilight, like I know it's terrible, okay? But it like, I was obsessed with it for a significant chunk of my childhood. So just let me have that. <laughs> oh, well, the costuming you being a kid, seeing the costuming and falling in love with it is exactly what they wanted for those movies. Because mm -hmm. I remember reading in a report, one of them was talking, they were like, yeah, they came in when they came with the new costume and they were like, look, we don't care how these look. We just want them to look like toys so that children will be beg their parents to go buy the toys. And so yeah. They did their job. Like, they're stuck in your memory as like a childhood core memory, but. Yeah, and I had just about every toy that came out for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were all brainwashed successfully then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they made a, it, was a, it wasn't a great Batman movie, but by God, they knew how to market to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely sentimental about it. Have you seen Which, the uh, Robert Patterson one yet? Or Pattinson? I have not. My husband has actually watched it like three or four times now. Like, I, it's almost like, it was funny because I was thinking about this earlier today. It's almost like he is so like determined to make me watch it that I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to now. <laughs> like, he's like, you got to sit down and watch Batman. He's like, it's a three hour movie, but you got to watch it. And I'm like, okay, maybe later. I got to be in the mood for movies like that like for a three-hour movie yeah so like yeah it's like brad, that's a commitment i can't casually watch things like brad casually watches stuff like we'll fall asleep to it but i'm not that way like one of my favorite movies is interstellar and i've only seen it like two or three times because i it is so emotional for me i have to like sit down and really just like watch it and so i feel like prepare for that yeah, so I feel like that's kind of how like this Batman movie is going to be. It's three hours long and like... I, I mean, really liked it. I went and saw it with my uncle. We really liked it. My parents weren't big fans. They they didn't like it. And Devin thought it was okay. So I've had... I've heard everything. Like scattered shot. People love it. People hate it. People... Yeah. Meh. Uh, I really liked it. But... At the same time, I don't know if it warrants two spin-off shows 
because Colin Farrell's Penguin is going to get a show on HBO. And I was like, well, didn't we just get that with Gotham? And then we were going to get a show based off a corrupt cop, but they decided that was a little too, uh, I guess, political. Yeah. They scrapped scrapped that and they were like, well, what if we just make a horror series based off the inmates of Arkham Asylum? And I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. Just focus on that show. I don't care about the Penguin show. Focus on the horror show, please. Yeah. Yeah. Arkham Asylum, the the, the live action series. Yes. Nathan, did you, have you seen the, you saw the Pattinson one, right? Yes. It's, yeah. What'd you think of it? I thought it was no really spoilers, of course because that one is still relatively new i thought it was really good um i'm one of i feel like i feel like i might have been one of the few people in um uh, my my friend circle that was like super optimistic about it well i can guarantee you you were more optimistic about it than i was because when i heard pattinson was uh, Batman. I, I didn't. I I wasn't one of those who was like, "Oh, the Twilight Kid." Meh. I was one of those that was like, "Oh, Pattinson. He's very hit or miss for me." Because I've seen some of his other stuff, like Twilight. Yeah. I hated, but Lighthouse and some of his action movies. I was like, "Those those aren't bad." But I I was still like, but Ben Affleck never got his movie, and I wanted his Batman movie. <laughs> Ben Affleck will eventually come back to do it. I know he will. I absolutely know he will. Uh, oh, uh, just a heads up. We are currently at last call. We are at the last 10 minutes of All the right. show. But uh, so just a heads up because we will. We I've tried to do it about a two hour episode, but and we'll end about 730. But OK. Yeah, the I don't know if Ben Affleck's going to get to come back because uh, for our listeners that haven't seen it, Warner Brothers has been merged with another uh, company. I don't remember who off the top Discovery. of my head. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, Nathan, I talked about this a little bit on the original Geek Show, but they are basically doing a rewrite of everything. Like, uh, they're focused... Like, they're focusing on characters that haven't got much attention, like the Wonder Twins are getting a movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ezra Miller is getting replaced as Flash if this movie comes out at all. If not, then... I have a question. Okay, so I have a question. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, like, that's fine. Okay, going back to Ezra, like, why is he getting replaced? I've seen a few things online, but I don't know what the drama is going on with so, him. Right now, Ezra Miller is or was over in uh, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. They went to a karaoke bar, got mad at people singing at a karaoke bar, and they attacked somebody. Uh, They threw a chair at, or no, they started yelling at somebody and got assaulted a man and got put in jail for a little bit. After they got released from that one, They went to a friend's party, uh, some drama. I don't know what happened at that one, but they threw a chair and busted open a woman's forehead and got put in prison for that one. So 
right wow. now, Ezra Miller is probably going to get replaced. Uh, I, which is sad because I liked hey. them as the Flash. I thought that they're not Grant Gunston, but they were still all right. Yeah. But they need to. Uh, they really need to get some uh, professional yeah. help because they're. Yeah. Really, they okay, have such well, a promising career. Yeah, that's super. That's very sad to hear because, like, I know um, he's done a couple things and had some popularity with it. So I, I didn't know what drama was surrounding him. Yeah. Like I said, I've seen a few things like online, but um, yeah, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, Ezra. Ezra is a phenomenal actor. I fell in love with him uh, whenever I got to see um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. I was all about him. Uh, and this whole crap going on with Hawaii and all this kind of stuff. It, I just... I really, I really hope they get the the, 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 the help that they need because... I, I really just I, I want to see more. Uh, do do I want to see more of them as the Flash? Obviously, but I mean, doing stuff like this, it, it, it's not gonna. It doesn't paint a It doesn't paint a good picture for you. No. Um, and you know, directors are gonna remember this. Uh, writers are gonna remember this. Casting agents are gonna remember this public is going to remember this and they're going to be like do we really do we really want Ezra in our movie yeah and you know I'm like I feel like um, you know there there are things that people should be cancelled for cancelled and then there are things that like I think are ridiculous and like assaulting someone and physically attacking another person you know just physically attacking them and I, there's really no excuse for that you know like it's I, I don't know the whole story i don't know what happened but like right. that's pretty pretty extreme that's pretty severe so you know i, I, I don't have any needs like mental health like help at this point it kind of sounds like he's got some stuff going on and i don't know am i misgendering him i don't know if he goes by he or they they go they they, they, they okay they. Um, oh, oh yeah, go ahead. But yeah, it's, it's it sounds pretty sad. I I don't think they need to be canceled. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I but I would definitely say that they need to be told no. They um, they need to get help for a while. They need to kind of just step out of the spotlight, get some help for a little while, and then try to do a comeback. Because I remember the first time Roseanne got canceled because of the stuff she said. She stepped out of the spotlight. Then she came back and, you know, her show was funny. And then she tweeted the very racist stuff. And at that point, everyone was like, all right, we gave you another chance. You're done. Just go. Um, And she doesn't understand why no one wants to back her up. And we're like, we've tried before. You're just, you don't want to actually do better. Yeah. Yeah, and then like people get canceled over dumb stuff too, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So fickle. Like that's why I've I've never been interested in like any kind of fame or anything like that. Like I'm just like I just do things for the enjoyment because I, you know, (laughs) 
Like, I, I think people, genuinely bad people who are being shitty, yeah, like, they should not, and they should not get, like, adoration and attention from the general public. But, like, you know, everybody does stupid stuff and says stupid things. And Look, if you're, a, if you're worried about someone who made a, who made a gay joke 20 years ago, but you're not worried about the director who's kind of like, who forced himself on a child and then fled the country. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm more worried about that guy than and as a guy who, you know, sees other men and think, damn, you're hot. I'm not worried about the gay jokes because honestly, some of them are funny. <laughs> but the director that fled the country and like, what still won an Oscar and yeah. was hand delivered by Harrison Ford? I'm like, no, you're a problem. Yeah, yeah, I think there are very serious things that like just get glossed over, and yeah. especially for like, it's like we 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 like focus in on you know things that yes are offensive and problematic, and then a lot of times like miss things that are like. A real fucking issue, you know. Yeah. Like people that have sexually assaulted other people, or physically assaulted them, or like infringed on, you know, their personal rights and liberties. Like that's a problem, you know. Mm -hmm. Like words aren't violence. Like you know, actions are. So yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting to see. Like I've had um, some experience just from like you know, like posting memes or whatever. And like, you know, you'll always have like a Karen who's like, I'm gonna get you fired. And I'm like, over what? It's like, yeah. it won't even be a sensitive joke. It'll just be a dumb one. And like, they're <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, we are at the last couple of minutes. Uh, Nathan, do you have any final thoughts before we signed out? Ah, uh, yeah. Cheese sticks is real good. I like cheese sticks. Cheese sticks is real good. That's all everybody needs to know. That is true. Uh, Lindsay, do you have any final thoughts? Um, thank you guys for listening today. If you do have a chance, you know, I would really appreciate you to take the time to look up the band Lunalia. I am the lead singer and give us a listen. Our song Hunter is on every major streaming service. So and it is so good. Spotify or Amazon Music or anything like that. Just uh, give us a listen and a like and a share. So thank yep. you guys. Uh, just a recap for our listeners. We started this conversation on who would win in a death fight between Rami from Ratatouille and Stuart Little. And we ended on like directors and the problem with cancel culture, things like that. Like there's been, the human brain is amazing to see where the train of thought will take you. Cause we went from <laughs> somewhere very dumb to deep like important matters so and that's what i want from this show is just more of that just to see where the human mind will go from point a to point z <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we definitely made it to point z <laughs> oh yeah it was all over the place honestly we were... when we first started i thought that we were going to spend the whole time talking about the the underground fight club between Remy and Stuart <laughs> Little. I was like, I don't know if nope. I can come up with that much material. We were all just part of Kyle's experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, thank you all for listening to the first episode of Tangent. 
Uh, next Sunday, we will have an episode of Common Sense, which Nathan, do you, have y'all announced what the next episode's gonna be about? Yep, we're gonna be talking about uh, my personal favorite Common Rider series, Common Rider Zero One. And then after that, I don't know. I think we might be ready for our first special guest. Yay! I wonder who it'll be. Uh, Probably Sean. Probably Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then later this week, we have another episode of Cryptozoomology. Uh, I won't say what it's going to be about because Drew kind of wants to keep it a secret. And then... Later this month will be episode three of Missed Fortune. So thank you all for listening to this episode. And the bar is officially closed. <laughs>